0: Boston Metaphysical Society, a steampunk supernatural series following a team of paranormal detectives who battle supernatural forces in late 1800s Boston. They are Samuel Hunter, an ex-Pinkerton detective, Caitlin O'Sullivan, a medium and spirit photographer, and Granville T. Woods, a genius scientist. All audio stories take place during the time of the original six-issue graphic novel miniseries and are standalone. Welcome! to Episode 3 of The Ghost Ship.
1: The next day, Granville continues to plan for the worst by building an electromagnetic net to cover the entire ship while Samuel makes an alarming discovery. Charles Emerson's granddaughter may have received a warning from a ghost. The mystery deepens when Caitlin discovers, in one of her photos of the mysterious ship, a spirit who looks like Jimmy from the library.
2: Mrs. Sullivan, good. You're here early. Um, Granville told me about the boy, Jimmy. Are you sure he isn't a ghost?
3: I'd be quite sure, Mr. Hunter. He poured me a glass of water. And no ghost I ever met could do that.
2: Hmm, true. What did you talk about?
3: He once had a family in Boston. And his ma was never keen on him coming back here. Why? I don't know. He always kept disappearing whenever I started asking too many questions.
2: Like he may have something to hide?
3: Aye. But there be something familiar about him that I just can't put my finger on. And every time I get close to figuring it out, (laughs) I get a bloomin' headache.
2: Does it stop when he leaves?
3: Soon after. Why?
2: Something my wife told me a long time ago. But I... Don't recall the specifics.
3: Jimmy knew that Mr. Woods and I be looking into the ghost ship and the boy's death. Oh, do, you, do you think he might have been the one to sneak into Mr. Emerson's house?
2: Hmm. No way to know, but if he resembles one of the spirits, there might be a family connection he's not even aware of. Did he mention where he's living since he doesn't have family in the south side? <laughs> no. Then go back to the library and track him down. Find out more about him and bring him here if you can. Let me help you into your coat.
3: Oh. Thank you, sir.
2: It'll do my best. Granville and I will try and think of a way to get the logbook off that ship.
3: Promise not to blow it up while I be gone.
2: <laughs> I promise, Mrs. Sullivan. Granville? Granville! How's the electromagnetic netting coming?
4: I have 30 yards completed. The new carbon arc welder has helped.
2: Is that one of your inventions?
4: No. A Russian by the name of Nikolai Bernardos invented it, but I fine-tuned it. See these two carbon rods? Mm -hmm. I attached them to wooden blocks to ground them then I clamped a cable onto each one. Hmm. However, the entire apparatus is powered by my batteries. Let me take this welding mask off. I assume you spoke to Vince O'Sullivan?
2: Yes, yeah, sent her to track down the boy at the library.
4: Seems wise. He may know more than he realizes.
1: I
2: don't want to destroy that ship. Otherwise, we'll never know what killed that sailor or the Emerson boy.
4: Neither do I, but we both know we have to be prepared to do so. Which means I need some help completing this netting. Perhaps you can ask some of your longshoremen acquaintances.
2: Of course. Meanwhile, do you think we can rig the Faraday cage to get me on board to look for the logbook?
4: Don't you need Charles Emerson's permission first?
2: Yes, and I'm going to get it. How? By pointing out the error of his ways. ask your business here at House Emerson, sir? Samuel Hunter to see Mr. Emerson. He'll know what it's about. Follow me. Please, wait in his study. Thank you. So this is the room the old man wanted to keep me out of. (laughs) Now I know why. Look at those ship paintings. Emerson must have commissioned one for every one of their merchant ships. They take up almost every wall in the room. Could one of them be our ghost ship? <sighs> Several are American clipper ships by the looks of them. What are you doing in here? Waiting for you, Mr. Emerson. Don't be
5: flippant, Hunter.
2: Your footman told me to wait in your study. I assume this is where you have most of your meetings. What do you want? I need your permission to board the ship.
5: Huh! If you have a death wish,
2: be my guest. I can use Granville's Faraday cage to safely board her. And why would I
5: allow that?
2: To put an end to whatever this is, and Emerson Wharf can open for business again.
5: It will end when that ship is blown up.
2: Grenfell is working on a plan to neutralize the spirits, but we need more information.
5: I'll make you a deal, Hunter. I'll allow you to board as long as you use the opportunity to find the best places to lay explosives to sink that monstrosity. That is, if the spirits don't kill you first.
2: Your confidence is overwhelming. You got what you came for. Now get out these paintings. Were all of these ships built by House Weldsmore?
5: Why are you still here? I'm curious.
2: Besides, I once was a part of the Weldsmore family.
5: <sighs> Most were built under Beatrice Weldsmore, not Jonathan, your former father-in-law. Not that it will help, since I know you and Jonathan are not on the best of terms. Did any of these ships go missing? <laughs> Going on a fishing expedition, are we? The answer is no. Not one ship has ever been lost while I've been the head of House Emerson.
2: Then one or more were lost prior to your taking over from your grandfather.
5: I took on the running of this house over sixty years ago. You can't expect me to recall every little detail of my grandfather's business. We're done here. You called, sir. Show Mr. Hunter out. No need for an escort. I have to make sure you don't go wandering around the rest of the house. Uninvited guests tend to get shot these days. Hmm. I shoot back. Get this done, Hunter, or I'll find someone who will.
1: While Samuel and Granville work on the investigation in their own way, Caitlin has gone back to the new public library, hoping she can find Jimmy.
2: Hmm.
3: Now, where would that boy be? (sighs) That very rude lady at the front said they had no apprentice named Jimmy. Maybe if I go back to where I first met him. (sighs) Well, here be all the books on American ships. But no Jimmy. Wait. There be a door here. I didn't see it before. (gasps) This must be for the cleaning folk. It be so dark. (sighs) That's a bit better. At least I can see in front of the feet. Oh. Where do these stairs go? I can't even see the bottom. Hello? Hello? Is... is someone there? I hear ya. Would it be too dark to see anything? Oh, Jimmy, that be you. Come up into the light. Why are you carrying a bucket in a mop? I don't know much about library apprentices, but I don't think that's right. I'm sorry. I lied. Oh, why? There be no shame in cleaning. I used to do it, and my ma still does. I don't know. I mean, I do, but... I'm
6: embarrassed to say. Oh, don't be silly. I wanted to impress you. Since you would be working for that gentleman and all.
3: You... You just be starting out. Lots of time to learn. Maybe even be a real apprentice librarian someday. I doubt it.
6: My brothers always said I wouldn't amount to anything... I want to prove them wrong, but
3: it's hard. Oh, I know. But you'll do it. What about your ma? She must have believed in you. I mean, you had the gumption to leave Baltimore and come here.
6: you be the first Irish woman I've met who has a good position. Better than some men.
3: Aye. Me da had it before me. It took some convincing for Mr. Hunter to take me on. But he did. I think it's because he needed my help. No one else was going to give it to him.
6: Still, I envy you. He looks past you being Irish.
5: Hm.
3: You be right. Mr. Hunter and Mr. Woods, don't be caring much about all that. Now, Jimmy. I have to ask you something. Okay. You know about the ghost ship, don't you? I mean, more than you're letting on. I. But not like you think. <laughs> and how can you know what I'm thinking? I don't, except. No! Ah. Ah, head! It feels like oh, it's splitting apart oh wait wait
6: you'll be doing this I'm sorry really uh, sometimes it just happens
3: uh, oh oh lordy oh oh you be a bloomin medium stop it uh, stop it right now I'm, I'm trying try this uh, uh, sing with me it'll help Uh, Oh, list to the lay of a poor Irish harper And scar not the strings in his old withered hands Uh, Now you uh, But uh, But remember remember those uh, fingers uh, fingers? Uh, They once once could could move sharper sharper. To To
6: raise raise up up the strings of of his dear dear native native land. land it, it was, long was long before the shamrock, the dear eyes of Lord was, was crushed in its beauty by the Saxon light I saw by the carvings around me a
3: salmon, their bold fillet
6: in the bard of Aran. <laughs> ah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank the Lord, the headache be gone. Hasn't anyone taught you to control your gift?
6: No. I've kind of learned on my own and stayed away from folks as much as I could. Ma tried to help, but she didn't know how. My brothers hated me for all the extra attention I got.
3: Do <sighs> Did they know you'd be a medium? I don't think
6: so. But my kin didn't have much use for us. Or me.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. But, but I have to ask you... Did you visit the Emerson girl the other night?
6: I, uh, but but not to hurt her. Then why? To warn her.
3: About what? Oh no! If they catch me, Dudley, I'll be out of a job for sure. Wait, J- Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy! What about the girl?
1: God. <sighs> Though Caitlin has learned new things about Jimmy. She's frustrated she couldn't find out more and heads back to the office. Meanwhile, Samuel and Granville are in the midst of setting up the Faraday cage.
4: No, I'm pushing and you're pulling
2: thought I was pushing and you were pulling.
4: <sighs> stop, stop.
2: <sighs> Fine. Let, <sighs> let me get on one side and you on the other.
4: We'll both push it up to the edge of the game plank. Then I'll go get the battery Caught.
2: Mm. Ready? Ready. It wasn't this
4: heavy before. That's because it was originally designed for Miss O'Sullivan. For you, I had to add two whole feet at the top, plus reinforce the platform.
2: Or else my hair would fry. Hey, stop!
0: By order of the Boston Police Department! Get out of the way! Look, no one's allowed on board.
2: Mr. Emerson gave us permission. You lied about this before. Check my coat
4: pocket. There's a letter.
2: Alright, it looks real enough, I suppose.
4: Hurry up! I'm losing my grip!
0: No need to be rude.
4: It's slipping! Don't let go! I've got it! Ooh. that was close. <laughs>
2: Alright, I'll leave you two gentlemen to it. Come on. Let's finish this. <clears throat>
4: Stop about two feet from the gangplank. Let me go get the battery cart while you double check to be sure the electromagnetic netting is secure.
2: Netting in place. Hand me one of those cables to connect to the netting.
4: Here, take this. I've got the other one. I'll have to secure the door from the outside once you're inside the Faraday cage. Remember, move the lever forward or backward, depending on which direction you want to go. Got it. Turning on the netting now. Call out your position every few feet while I monitor the batteries.
2: On the gangplank.
4: Any spirit activity yet?
2: You'll know when I do. Almost halfway.
4: Maybe the spirit's left.
2: The lever's jammed.
4: That's not possible. Oh hell. Samuel, get out of there! The spirits are attacking!
5: Damn it! Move!
4: Samuel, hold on! You're far enough away from the ship to be safe, but stay in the cage until I release the cables from the batteries.
2: I have no intention of electrocuting myself.
4: There. Power disengaged. Pure luck you cleared the gangplank and didn't end up in the water. Can you get the door? It's jammed! I'm
2: gonna have to kick it open. It won't budge.
4: Stop it! If you kick it any more, you'll damage the integrity of the cage. (laughs) I'm open to suggestions. I'll go back inside and get the wire cutters. That way I can control the damage. Fine. Wait here.
2: Didn't you really just say that? <sighs> the seagulls better not land on me. <laughs> huh? Who's there?
5: I can twist around. <laughs>
2: ah! Ow! <laughs> Who's poking me? Lizzie? Lizzie Emerson? What are you doing here? The ship. GRANVILLE! POLICE! Oh no, she said it towards the gameplay. I have to get out of here.
4: Damn it, where'd she go? Over here, Samuel. (sighs) Oh, You got her, thank God. Something about this ship is like a siren call, luring children out of a safe and well-guarded home like House Emerson. It's insidious and incomprehensible. Emerson may be right. I agree. Time may have run out to investigate the sailor's death if we want to protect Lizzie. And
2: any other children that might be affected. In the meantime, let's get her home.
1: The incident at the wharf with Lizzie Emerson has left both Samuel and Granville shaken, but resolved to find out the truth about the ghost ship. With the little girl in hand, they take her home to find House Emerson in chaos.
2: Where's the damn footman?
1: There! He's coming
4: out the door.
2: Oh, Miss Lizzie, where have you been? We're here to bring her home.
6: Yes, of course, come in. We've been
4: looking everywhere for her.
0: Oh, Mr. Emerson! Mr. Emerson, they
5: found her! Lizzie, come here, my dear. Give me a hug. That's my girl. Now, you go to the kitchen with Sally and get some food. You must be hungry. Mr. Hunter, Mr. Woods, thank you for bringing her home. Our pleasure. You know where we found her, don't you? Of course I do, but how she got there, and so fast, there can be only one explanation. And what would that be? That boy who was here the other night kidnapped her. She was alone when we found her. You just didn't see him. Whoever was here the other
2: night warned her to stay home, not leave. She said so herself. She's a child. Who knows what was really said. Mr. Emerson, you know something about that
5: ship. Why won't you tell us?
4: Especially since it involves your own granddaughter.
5: Unless you have a plan to destroy that ship, then please... Leave. Please, Mr. Emerson. Mr. Emerson! Captain, good. Lizzie's been found. You can call off the search. I'm glad, sir, but that's not why I'm here. Have you found a way to destroy the ship? No, sir. I wanted to tell you in person. What's this about? Uh, I'm sorry to inform you that the grandchildren of both House Grey and... House Bartlett, have disappeared.
0: End of episode three. Stay tuned for episode four of The Ghost Ship. Thank you for listening to Boston Metaphysical Society, The Ghost Ship. This production was created, written, and produced by Madeline Holly-Rosing. Script editor, Eddie Louise. Composer, director, and audio engineer, Chip Michael. Executive producers, Madeline Holly-Rosing and Michael Hemrick. Our cast, Samuel Hunter, played by Ryan Philbrook. Caitlin O'Sullivan, played by Emily C.A. Snyder. Granville T. Woods, played by Martin Davis. Charles Emerson, played by Boyd Barrett. Jimmy McLaren, played by Ryan Hoyle. Thomas Edison, played by H.B. Gibson. Harbormaster, played by Rob Davis. Eddie O'Rourke, played by David Tilstra. Police Captain, played by Odd Andrews. Longshoreman, played by Ryan Hoyle. Lizzie, played by Bennett Cousins. Policeman, footman, jailer, and sergeant, played by Alex Ross. Nanny and angry woman, played by Fiona Thrale; Messenger, played by Tal Minear. Narrated by Kirsten Udowitz. I am Chip Michael, your announcer. Thank you again for listening. Please look for future seasons of Boston Metaphysical Society on Kickstarter and streaming platforms. Boston Metaphysical Society is a registered trademark of Madeline Holly Rosing and is operated under Queen Mercy, LLC.